in a world where acting weird isn't professional. We're just two girls trying to act normal. How many more do we have left? How many podcasts? One. We only have one more episode. <laughs> no, I meant like <laughs> We're already recording. We have four. Okay. We have four con artists left on this part two of Acting Normal. Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Zana and Shelby. Uh, and our co-host, the fan the you fan. hear in the background. And if you have hot. an issue, shut your face. It's hot. If you have an issue, I guess you won't hear part two. Yeah. We turned off the AC, so you're welcome. We did. That one's louder yeah. and kind of more annoying. Yeah. This one's fine. Anna, how's your week been? It's good. It's hot. Not as hot as a couple days ago. Not as hot as a couple I days I should say ago. a week or so ago. Um, yeah, it's been going well. Got my hair done. Got a cut. Colored. Nice. Like Sorry, I didn't notice. Yeah, well, it was really rude of you. I thought everyone would say anything and <laughs> nobody said anything. <laughs> We met with nutritionists. That should make us look more different than haircuts. <sighs> yep. We met with nutritionists. <laughs> and it's become like a, I don't know, a bit, yeah, so to speak, where like I have heard her and I listen to her and I appreciate her feedback and I am taking it to heart, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, I'm hungry and I, I can't keep eating quinoa. I know. There's only so much you can eat. <laughs> so much quinoa. I know. I was trying to. I did have a bag of Doritos today. I'm trying to be better. Yes- like one of those snack bags. Yesterday like a I had a bag of chips and two snack bags of the Knott's Berry Farm shortcake things. Nice. So. I know. And then she, when we had the, uh, shout out Robin. Thank you so shout much for, for helping us. I am also taking her advice to heart. Yes. I literally went to the store, got all healthy oh, stuff. Oh, yes. Like, I am trying Come to do my best I here. I cut all my veggies. I prep everything. Yeah. I'm like, I am, besides my hair, I look completely different. Yeah, it's like, who is she? And you don't know me. You don't yeah. recognize me. Because I'm healthy like, now. Girl? And yet I did have Portillo's for lunch. And then I was walking home today and I didn't realize that I might have worn the wrong undergarments with this dress. Because mm. you can see like... Every lump and bump is like the wind's blowing my dress like flat against me. Mm. And the only reason I know that is because some girl like rubbed her own stomach while she was looking at me. (laughs) (gasps) What? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, because she looked at me and then she like made sure her own stomach was smooth. And I was like, oh, is mine not? And then I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, yeah. I I thought she was trying to like help a sister out in a really weird way. No, I don't think so. But it's also like, yeah, I have a stomach. Uh, what am I gonna yeah what am I gonna do about it yeah I wore a similar dress as what you're wearing to fondue Mm -hmm. and so going into fondue I looked one way going out of fondue looked another way and you know what I did went home and changed into comfy pants yeah that's what I'm gonna do when we're done recording heck yeah because I'm done with this yeah Yeah. in the morning we were good but now we got a whole day of doing stuff and you know what that belly she shines she wants to come out and I did pack a lunch but um, a coworker and I were <laughs> at a project site out in the burbs, and then we were like, "You want to get lunch?" Because my tummy was growling. Yeah. At the site with the client, and I did listen to Robin. Shout out Robin. Um, I had a smoothie for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I even brought a snack. 
Mm. I forced down overnight oats into my body. <laughs> Every bite felt like I was eating vomit. I just, it's so funny that you feel that way because I think it's really good. <laughs> Again, I said at this to everybody this morning, the taste is fine. Yeah. It's literally the texture. The texture, texture also of, doesn't bother me. The texture bothers me so much. Do you like normal oatmeal? Not particularly. Well, then there you go. But I was going to try. You're not going to like any overnight oats Here's the thing. Then. Most healthy things aren't as good no. as the terrible for me processed Literally, things. Literally, of course not. So I'm just trying to train myself to like it anyway. I made okay. some homemade ones. I'm going to try that for breakfast tomorrow. Do you like quinoa texture instead? I'm only asking because I might have a solution for you. I don't know if I particularly remember what quinoa texture is. I don't eat it a lot. It's kind of like rice, but like smaller. Then probably. Okay. Well, sidebar and okay. I'll give you a recipe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had it. Give for, it to me later. I had it yesterday and it's got like quinoa and like veg, fret, not veggies, fruits Fruit. and it's very good. So sweet. I'll share that with you. Thank you. Not for the listeners. You'll not never for the listeners. know. Sorry. Um, but here's a pro tip for this. I'm just going to tell you it. <laughs> okay. We're going to reveal a secret. It's on Tasty, which is a buds. Oh, yeah. Thing. I love that. Yeah. Love them. So you cook the quinoa in orange juice. Okay. And then, so that's like your grain or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to bring what Robin taught me. Yeah, yeah. I've had grain. this before. And I was like, oh, I think this is a good version of like, I, I like o- like I like oatmeal. So I was like, but I keep having it. I brought home the paper. Should I go grab them so we're using the right word? Yeah, no. <laughs> I had her explain it to me again because I was like, what's good fat and bad fat? <laughs> um, so that's like your grain. And then at the bottom is like agave or honey mixed with lemon okay. juice. And then you have like whatever fruits you want, which they do like berries. So like mm-hmm. I did like blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, and then bananas. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Oh. You kind of just like shake it up in your mason jar and then you eat it. Yeah. Okay. It's a different texture because you have like whole like fruits. Yeah. And then you have like basically kind of like rice texture. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to like, if I don't like those, because it just made, what I did was like a small thing. It just made like two portions mm-hmm. of the oats. So like yeah. if I hate it, I'm not wasting You're, a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my other problem is I don't, I'm not a fruit, I'm not a huge fruit girly. Okay. But I want, again, I want to be. I mean, why do you want to be? Because it's a good sweet for me to have. Yeah. Instead of maybe always going for the other, maybe not so great processed sweets. Do you like sweets. dried fruits? No. Okay. If I was going to eat fruit, it's going to be like the normal fruits. Do you like smoothies? You could get your fruits in it that way. Yeah, I got to get blender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've talked about, about that. <laughs> But yes, I do like smoothies. We'll that's a good way to do it. I don't hate fruit. I just don't like. Okay, so if I was if I was saying like rating overnight yeah. oats yeah, 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 v yeah. fruit, overnight fruit, oats. Fruit is like what I like. Fruit okay. is above, way above okay, on the list. Least like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most like. Flip it. Well, you would. Least I was doing like. most like to least yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, just different ways. Just different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let me know how you're on. Well, here's the thing. When people, like, the reason why I don't think I would be on board for the overnight oats you made mm-hmm. is because there's Greek yogurt in it. Oh, there are. And I just can't get on board with Greek yogurt. I wonder if that'll help me because it'll be creamier a little bit. That's what I'm curious about. Mm. I don't know. Greek yogurt to me just tastes expired. <laughs> it's sure. just expiration. I don't think I could ever like. eat it by my by itself, but I can eat it in things. Okay. I've had Greek yogurt before. My mom loves it. I just can't get it. Shout out Poppy, guys. Next week, 
you oh, guys are gonna dear, get dear. on Notes. board. <laughs> Poppy has. We thoughts. have criticism and critiques, and we're ready. And one of them is how much I say fuck. Take that count up mom and not how much i say it because she's not my mom <laughs> <laughs> which mom Anyways. if you have an issue don't email <laughs> joanne if you have issues with me i'd love to hear them <laughs> um okay let's get back to our con artists let's do it so we're on number five of this list this is jim baker the televangelist con man who built an empire on sex and lies is this the Tammy Faye thing? Mm, Do you remember Tammy? Like that show that came out with Andrew Garfield? I still have to watch that one. I've not watched it, but... Wasn't there a documentary about her, though, too? Oh. I thought. Because it's her and her Wasn't that the big hair one? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I might be thinking... There's lots of documentaries. I don't know. Yeah, it's her and her husband. There's the Andrew Garfield, like, HBO one, and then they had a documentary on, like, Netflix, and they're about the same people. Okay, I think I might be thinking of the Netflix one. I haven't watched either. Yeah, me neither. So we'll see. Cause what I, a fun thing for us I to bring up tele- that we've never seen. I think they're the TV evangelicalists. Yeah, televangelists. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It said that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what I'm <laughs> sa- that's why I said I think this might be these people. Okay, well, stay tuned. Let's Don't find out. the male's name, though. Uh, evangelical super churches have a long tradition of getting caught in scandals. Roast. <laughs> But perhaps there's no greater example of this than the case of the famous evangelist preacher Jim Baker, who created a fortune off his faithful fan base and was nabbed in a sexual affair in 1987. 1987. Nabbed. The religious con man began his journey to televangelism uh, as a co-host on a small Christian television program known as the PTL Club. That acronym reportedly stands for Praise the Lord or (laughs) People That Love. People that love is real dumb. Whoever thought that is stupid, <laughs> depending on who you ask. It first aired in, 1970, in the 1970s under a small North Carolina station owned by media mogul Ted Turner, who would later found CNN. Oh, interesting. Baker hosted the program <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> with his then wife, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh my God, look at us. As the program, we know nothing and yet know everything. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't recognize that name at all. As the program gained popularity, the Baker's influence grew in kind. They created a multi-million dollar Christian cable TV enterprise with 2,000 employees. At its peak, PTL raked in more than $100 million a year. Oh my gosh. What? The couple even built a Christian-themed amusement park named Heritage USA. <gasps> which drew 6 million visitors annually. One devout follower described the site as holy ground. That is problematic. What? According to the court documents, prosecutors allege that the con man also sold quote-unquote lifetime partnership vacation plans to his P- PLT viewers. <laughs> you mean PTL. Yeah, somebody, you mean PTL. Somebody didn't do the reading. <laughs> Uh, where they were offered once-a-year vacations to Heritage USA for the rest of their lives. The catch was that they had to cough up $1,000. His followers dug... It kind of is a deal, though, right? It is a straight-up deal. <laughs> if that works out, that's a deal. That's kind of a deal. I'd be like, yeah. His followers dug into their pockets and contributed a total of $158 million over three years. Jim Baker, described by one prosecutor as the biggest con man ever. Whoa. Um, did you hear about the guy who sold the Eiffel Tower twice? Twice. 
So twice. That prosecutor needs to get his history straight. Because um, it was in France. Yeah, he paid and they're like, it's the U.S. Jim met his downfall in 1987 when it came out that he had a sexual encounter with a former church secretary named Jessica Hahn. Jessica. Jessica. Why did you go for him? Yeah, he seems gross. Yeah. He had a lot of money at that point, though, and money can do a lot of terrible things. It does make people look better. Yeah. That's the truth. And if he's played by Andrew Garfield, he was not bad to look at. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, what's more, the church allegedly gave her 265,000, 265,000, oh my goodness. Oh, so how many zeros? Three. Don't ask me. 265,000. Yeah. Why does that sound wrong? 265. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? I think Wait, I'm 265, actively having a stroke. 265,000. <laughs> Doesn't that sound wrong when you say it out loud? <laughs> 265,000. Well, to bring it back to Robin, I was like, I have to eat like 18,000 calories a day. <laughs> My nutritionist told me that. And Nick was like, I think you eat 18,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think so. And then I got the paper. 1,800. 18,000 would be bonkers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can't even do it. She was like, I don't think you're eating enough. It was like, that makes sense. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was paid a lot of money to keep quiet. All right, everybody. All right. Well, Baker resigned as president of PTL in the wake of his sex scandal. Though he admitted to both the affair and the hush money, he claimed that he was, quote unquote, wickedly manipulated by treacherous former friends who conspired to betray me into a sexual encounter. What? The con artist also said that he authorized the payment to avoid further suffering or hurt anyone. Like your wife, like your wife that you're married to, and you probably were like, hey, I'm not going to cheat on you on our wedding day. You probably put, you said that in your vows. What a weird vow. (laughs) And it was just a bit, she wanted to be very specific. I'm not, hey, Tammy Faye. Hey. I love you so much. I love you too, Jim. Why would you... It's my time to talk. Why would you say that back? It's I'm, my ju- I'm just, I'm just saying I I'm, love you. <laughs> What's his name? Tom. <laughs> You're Jim. Oh, Jim. <laughs> I just said I love you, Jim. Okay, um, Tammy Faye. So love you, love you, girly. Um, so this is our wedding day. All our family and friends are here. Hey guys, yeah. good to see you. Uh, thanks for coming, uh, Grandpa Joe. Hey. Um, so because and I, Kathy and Ke- oh and Kathy. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> From marketing. <laughs> what, someone brought their dog? Oh, Who brought their dog to oh, our wedding? Oh, that's my childhood dog. Oh. Fluffers. <laughs> uh, Tammy, uh, yeah. I just love you so much that I, I promise to love you from sickness and in health, blah, 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 whatever the other thing is in. And I won't cheat on you with Jessica Hahn and pay her off. That's um, weirdly specific. You asked me um, to be specific. I did ask for that. <laughs> you know what? I love you too, Jim. I'm not going to pay her 256,000. <laughs> I do. And I, I do as well. <laughs> this is especially intimate because Anna and I face each other now, so it genuinely feels like we're playing out this bit. 
and we were looking <laughs> in the audience and then we were and looking at, at the priest, priest. Yeah. which if there is he a pastor in this scenario or is he just pretending oh to when one? they got married i don't know yeah, could he marry them they became televangelists together but i guess okay. he could have been one before then could have been a pastor could have been you can be a pastor without tv you get that's so um <laughs> that's a news flash spoiler for everyone. alert <laughs> i don't know if you knew um okay so he did admit to everything okay um two years later in 1989 the supposedly religious con artist was charged with fraud and conspiracy and was sentenced to 45 years 45 wow that's more than people get for other more terrible crimes than this two life sentences though in the end he only served five (gasps) okay all right. How For what, what does, good behavior? What is the legal system? Anybody want to come on here? What? <laughs> Two other of his PTL associates were also charged and received prison sentences. And they had to be there for hundreds <laughs> million. They, they were there for forty thousand years. <laughs> and they only served one day. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the end of the religious con man. After his release from prison, Jim Baker started a new show, the Jim Baker Show. What a good name. With his second wife, Lori. <gasps> Not even Jessica. Not even Jessica. Besides preaching about the end times, Baker used his show to peddle his most recent gifts. Among them were extremely expensive, extreme survival warfare water bottles. <laughs> cabins in Missouri. They're just hydroflasks <laughs> and yetis. Cabins in Missouri's Ozark Mountains, which he claimed to followers would be the safest place to live when the apocalypse hits. And a bogus antidote for the coronavirus, which he dubbed Silver Solution. Wait, he did that recently? Apparently. The con men went on sabbatical from his gifting, oh, grifting, after he suffered a stroke in 2020. Oh, my God. That is bananas. Jim. What a classic name. Jim Baker. Jim Baker. And just... Oh, oh no. I feel like we're going to know this one. Okay. Elizabeth Holmes. Yep. The con artist. I'm an expert on her. Who faked a medical breakthrough. Watched her Hulu series. Her eyes are insane. She, is it good? It's really good. Okay, I might watch it's it It's good to the point where, like, I was I yelling jail at the TV just based off of how cringy this woman alone is. They really emphasize how uncomfortably awkward she is. I'm going to watch it tonight or start it tonight. Yeah, it's a long one to watch. Yeah. I think each episode is like 45 to an hour. Okay. And it's kind of like a lot. <laughs> I'll be up till 3 a.m. <laughs> but it's really interesting. So keep reading. Okay. <laughs> Will do. Because I was like, I could tell you. No, no, no. But don't. we'll read it. California's Silicon Valley is a hotbed for con artists flouting empty promises of the next big thing. Dang, that's really like, mm, poor startups. I mean, well, she was, and they kind of are. I know, but not all of them. For years, Elizabeth Holmes, Liz, if you will, that's what I'll call you, Liz Liz Holmes, the founder and CEO of the now defunct company Theranos, was one such scam artist. During the early 2000s, the then 19-year-old was a bright-eyed student at Stanford University. She came to her professor with an ambitious idea, a patch that could scan a person for infections or disease and release the needed antibiotics. Essentially, she wanted to build a one-stop shop lab for treatment on a tiny device. 
The professor told her the idea was physically impossible, but Holmes was unrelenting and became obsessed with her rapid testing idea. She quit Stanford to start her own company, Real-Time Cures, which was later renamed Theranos. Over the years, Lizzie uh, focused on building the company's machine prototypes. Finally, she claimed Theranos Theranos was able to build a rapid blood testing machine that could provide on-the-spot medical results by analyzing a single drop of the patient's blood. That's insane. News of Holmes' breakthrough machine uh, spread through the valley like wildfire. Theranos' profile rose among industry insiders, and investors poured nearly $1 billion into it. Holmes was heralded as the next big breakout star in tech. She graced the cover of magazines like T, the New York Times Style Magazine, and Fortune, and was featured on movers and shakers lists like Vanity Fair's 2015 New Establishment list, and she was heralded as the next Steve Jobs. That was mainly for her outfits. But her machines were a hoax. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they were. She was using other people's machines. Holmes had spun a complicated web of lies to create the illusion that they worked. She faked blood test results, lied to investors about the company's financial prospects, and made false claims about her machine's capabilities to the press. She was also reportedly a tyrannical boss and fired anyone who tried to question the machine's legitimacy. Mm-hmm. While many con men create elaborate scams to gain wealth, Holmes seemed motivated by her hunger for recognition. The reports into Holmes' possibly fraudulent business triggered investigations by a number of federal agencies. Uh, Quote, I think she absolutely has sociopathic tendencies. (laughs) One of those tendencies is pathological lying, said a Wall Street Journal reporter who (laughs) broke the news about Holmes' web of deceit through his bombshell reports. I think she's someone that got used to telling lies so often and the lies got so much bigger that eventually the line between the lies and reality blurred for her. The investigations into Theranos came to light. Uh, Forbes, oh, after they came to light, Forbes magazine whittled Holmes's previous estimate net worth of $4.5 billion down to zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dang. That's, that's, a, that's a big roast. Yeah, that's rough. By September 2018, Theranos was shut down. The scam artist faced a number of charges from several federal agencies, including wire fraud by the Department of Justice. She was still battling her case in court as of October 2020. Yeah. Dang. I didn't know much about her. I remember hearing, like, vaguely about her, and then, like, that thing came out, and I saw trailers, but... Yeah, when it came out in 2018... I had, like, heard on, like, the True Crime podcast. They, like, they covered her. But they were, like, and she's going to go to court soon. And that's kind of, like, where it left off. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, where it leaves off in the show, too. Because there hasn't been, like, she's in court right now. Yeah. So. Wow. I don't know how I mean, that even got investors. Because, like, that's not a thing. They got. I feel like they got a any lot. doctor should have been like, "What?" They got like Walgreens and Safeway and all of them. It's like insane. That's crazy. I can't wait to watch it. It's one of those things too, where it's just like, "Am I gonna be angry the whole time? Just yelling at the TV?" You're gonna yell jail at her when yeah. she dances. I yelled that at her just seeing this picture. Yeah, she looks crazy. And here's the thing: like, she does not. This is where, if we're calling these confidence artists, 
mm-hmm. and like schmoozers. Like I just, she doesn't have a good personality. She's mean. Did she, was she like that to investors though? Or was she able to turn it on and off when she needed? Oh, she was doing it to investors. Like there was a tactic that she did where like she would have like Walgreens come in and then she would make them wait for a very long time and then walk the other people who she was trying to get money from like Safeway would have to go by in front of them and they would get mad and she'd be like, well, you can go. And I'm just like, what? I mean, people do that. It's shitty, but. Yeah, but it's just like, why would I want to work with you? Yeah. Yeah, there's other stuff that she does. Yeah, don't tell me. I want some of it to be a surprise because I don't I know much lot I know, about I'm her. I'm not going to say anything. But one of the singers from The Wallows is in it, and I like him a lot. Hmm. Okay. Check out that band. It's good. Shout out The Wallows. Shout out The Wallows. Next con artist is Bernie Madoff, <laughs> the notorious hedge fund con man who scammed Wall Street. I've heard that name, but I, like, don't know the deets. I have... This isn't Fire Festival? Mm-mm. No, that's a different guy. He has a similar name, though, right? Uh, it starts with a B. I know, and but then his not. last name is something Ooh, I don't know. Is where I'm. We'd have to Google it. Okay. <laughs> so it's not him. It's not him. Uh, Bernie Madoff is considered one of the biggest con artists in Wall Street's history, and his demise is one of the biggest scandals in American financier history. Indeed, his scheme could not have been possible without the groundwork laid by another con artist, Charles Ponzi. <laughs> Shout out Ponzi. Shout out Pons. Madoff scam. <laughs> Madoff scam began in nineteen in the nineteen nineties when he built a reputation for himself as one of the original wolves of Wall Street. He owned his own trading firm, had been chairman of the Nasdaq, and often presented at public panels related to the stock market. By all accounts, Madoff was regarded as a savvy money manager, which meant that folks who wanted the best person to take care of their money and could afford it went to him. Quote, people always held him in the highest regard, unquote, said Sandy Gross, who runs the executive search firm Pint- Pintum Partners okay. and had made off as one of her earliest clients. Quote, people would always say he only knew how to make money. That, uh, that Bernie Madoff, he has done a great job. He makes money and he's a great guy, unquote. What a terrible That's a terrible sentence. quote. That's a terrible quote. Uh, With a sterling reputation in one of the world's most influential financial industries, Madoff easily duped clients into surrendering their money to him. He, this is another quote, he really was not like any Ponzi schemer I've ever met before, and unfortunately, I've met more than a few over the years, says Diana Henriquez. If we were rich, we'd meet a lot of them too. They'd try to get our money. Like, I get it. If people are like this kind of rich... You I just like these I don't schemers reach think out to I them. would be smart enough to do it. I don't Maybe. think I would be smart enough to not. Honestly, I'd probably get caught in a few. I just I uh, this is that I feel like this is a, what makes you've me talked different. about how easy it would be to get you into to a cult. You don't think it'd be easy? No, I'm saying I think I uh, what I'm saying is I think it'd be hard to scam. Oh, um, that's what I'm the, saying. The scammer. I'm saying I could easily be the scammy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I'd be. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is like, how do they do it? Oh, because yeah, I, don't I know. feel like I would not be able to. I would be caught. No, I would be Diana here. I'd be like, I've met a few. <laughs> We've been down this road. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I had three <laughs> Eiffel Towers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many quotes in this one. We got another Diana. quote. 
Most of them are kind, swashbuckling characters. You know, the bon vivant, the most charming guy in the room. Bon vivant. He would never be the most charming person in the room. He would make you feel like you were the most charming person in the room. These are weird quotes to include in this, guys. You have no quotes for anyone else. Can we get back to the story, please? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're out. Looks like we're out of quotes for this one. But when Madoff's popular hedge fund continued to reap high returns, even during the recession, people in the industry became suspicious. He evaded questions about the hedge fund's unusual success, telling the press that it was proprietary information, so he couldn't divulge how he'd done it. Ultimately, Madoff was unable to keep his scheme when clients began hounding him for their money. Investigators alleged that Bernie Madoff's hedge fund had been a massive Ponzi scheme in which he took money from new investors to pay highly profitable returns to the old ones. Madoff was arrested in December 2008. The scam artist pled guilty to 11 counts of fraud, money laundering, perjury, and theft. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison for his mastermind scheme that swindled billions of dollars from countless clients. Okay, but how many did he actually do in fact the conman's investment scheme was so elaborate that as of this writing the courts are still trying to sift through all the financial documents oh madoff is considered so was he just in jail waiting for court because that sucks too if they have to like get through all the papers madoff is considered one of the most hated men in america (laughs) due to the extreme damage he inflicted on his clients many of whom reportedly lost their life savings to his scam he had a pack money is stupid and we made it up i hate this this makes me so angry that's still infuriating it's so infuriating he had a pack of high security bodyguards and wore a bulletproof vest during his trial (gasps) whoa okay quote it's such a heartbreaking could, like, situation. Hit him in the head, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry. Jesus, Anna. She <laughs> really wanted to kill the guy. Uh, quote: It's such a heartbreaking situation for everyone that it's hard to be satisfied. But he's now where he deserves to be. Unquote. Said Brian Felson, one of Madoff's clients who had fallen prey to his grift. Another quote. He should have been oh he should have been there a long time ago and hopefully it will begin the grieving process for people to know that he's going to be held accountable for his actions. In 2019, the comment made an appeal to Donald Trump to commute his sentence. Mm. The president rejected his request. Then in February 2020, Madoff revealed that he was dying from terminal disease and petitioned the court for an early release from prison. In June 2020, request was denied. Oh. Uh. Well, sorry, Madoff. Sorry, dude. You're probably going to die in prison. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Anywho. (laughs) Number eight on the list is Charles Dawson. The famous... Charlie Daw. (laughs) Charlie is a con man of archaeology. Oh, Heck yeah. There better be dinosaurs. I was literally about to say, are we about to find out that Sue is a fraud? (laughs) That would be insane (laughs) because they just built her a nice new house. And it is gorgeous. It's very cool. Shout out the Field Museum. Everybody go check it out. Go check it out. And not, she's not all real. So we do get that. Yeah, really breaking hearts with that announcement. She's not all real. Newsflash. In 1912, archaeologists of the world were stunned by a remarkable discovery. 
the skull of a humanoid being that exhibited primate traits. Wait, is this about Lucy? The specimen was dubbed the Piltdown Man, a reference to the area in Sussex, England, where it was allegedly first discovered by an amateur fossil hunter and lawyer named Charles Dawson. Even though the bones would eventually prove to be fake at the time, it wasn't difficult for Charles Dawson to get away with his scam. Like many con artists, he was already a well-respected figure in the archaeological community. Way to go, Charlie. At 21, he impressed England's high society after being elected a fellow of the Geological Society. And in 1895, Dawson was elected a fellow of the Society of Antiquaries in London. Whoa. Dang, he is out and about in society. Yeah. Okay, Charlie. Pillar of the community. I bet, yeah. Say. I bet you were a big deal at those balls that they throw. Every young girl was like, put your name on my card. My wrist card, They're sir. Like, actually, the diamond of the ball is Charles. Why, why was my voice like, put, excuse me, I'd like to dance with you. <laughs> Because you probably would sound like that. I would sound like that. And they're like, are you from America? (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Would you like to dance? No. (laughs) But Charlie, I heard you found some bones. Oh, then actually I would like to dance with you. Oh, yes. Let's talk about these bones. What would you find? Okay. Well, it's um, a man. Mm. Mm. Not as handsome as me. Ever think about finding woman bones? Actually, No. Women are worthless. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Um, What's your dad's name? (laughs) The skull he found rocked the world of science. Oh, that doesn't make sense. It's funny. Bones aren't rocks. It's funny that they said rocked, though, because like bones aren't rocks. But he was a part of the geologist stuff. Yeah. Um, And was considered by many to be the possible "quote unquote" missing link. Between humans and apes. Mm. But the truth was much simpler. The specimen was a forgery by Dawson, who was nothing more than an archaeological con artist. It's a lot of time. It's said that the specimen first came to light after Dawson wrote his friend, paleontologist, shout out dinosaurs, Sir Arthur Smith Woodward. What a good name. At the Natural History Museum, that he had uncovered a thick portion of a human, question mark, skull, which will rival H. Oh, guys, Heidelbergensis. Yep. In solid mm-hmm. so- solidity. Yep. Solidity. <laughs> Two five six comma zero yeah, zero zero. Yeah, really <laughs> outed myself. We're, Poppy's definitely gonna have notes on today. Please add them before our next um, thing, and we'll just hit them all. Near a village in Sussex is where that previous one was found. Woodward and Dawson carried out excavations at the site and allegedly found several other artifacts, including an ape-like mandible, molar teeth, stone tools, fossilized animals, a human-like skull, and canine teeth that were somewhere between a human's and an ape's. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff. Well, they also could have made all that up. Like, all that other stuff, too. They could have been like, yeah, we found it. You know, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, they presented their findings to the Geological Society of London in 1912, and they claimed that the specimen was possibly a missing link that dated back to about 500,000 years ago. Wow. It was named Eoanthropus Dawsoni, otherwise known as Piltdown Man. <laughs> How do those? 
How do those relate? Honestly, <laughs> based off of the first one, the Ill- Illini- Dawsony makes Dawsony, sense. I would just call it Little Dawn. Edaw. Edaw. <laughs> Many scientists in the field. They're not as creative <laughs> over there in that time. Should have called us Charlie. I know we weren't even thought of yet. Yeah, we weren't there yet. Many scientists in the field were immediately taken by the finding, but there were a few who doubted its authenticity. Uh-oh. In fact, the scientific community argued with the Piltdown Man's true origins even a hundred years after Dawson's death. Whoa. Then, in 1953, the con man's elaborate scheme was confirmed when scientists at Oxford University <laughs> used the then-new technique of fluorine dating, mm. fluorine dating to examine the fossils from Piltdown. So... In his lifetime, though, he did it. Yeah. He doesn't even know. That's, that's kind of nice. That's actually kind of funny. That's kind of nice. That's kind of funny. They found that the famous Piltdown Man's vo- bones were not all the same age and that they were a combination of carved out and stained bones derived from a human specimen and an ape. Wow. Where do you just, like, come across human and ape? bones to do this uh well you could get the human ones from like a cemetery yeah i don't know how you get your hands on ape but do you know what bones. i mean like you he, he had a lot of work like did you go to a morgue or did you dig up graves like i just don't like that i don't know just his connections that. so i mean could have done either he did a lot of work in general because it says some of them the bones were carved so homie put time into this with his friend they were on it that's together. a good friend is a good friend. I don't think I would do that for you. Um, okay. It probably won't come up. No, I don't think it will, but I'm just letting you know that. You never it does. If we ever wanted to be famous, I wouldn't just carve a few bones. Carving, yes. Digging up, no. Okay, so if I could get the bones to you, you would help me carve them. Are they uh, <laughs> Now that I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I want to touch it. Yeah, cuz once you're in it, you're in yeah, it. Yeah, you're in it. Do you have anyone else you could call? Yeah, probably. Okay. As long as you're set, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay great. Even though Piltdown Man was Dawson's most famous scam, it was hardly the con artist's only one. Later, it was uncovered that Dawson was quite a small-time forger, privately selling off supposedly rare artifacts he had found to rich bidders, artifacts which all turned out to be fake. <laughs> According to the BBC, out of the con man's numerous quote-unquote discoveries, at least 38 were fake. <laughs> These included the teeth of a creature he dubbed P. Dasani, a Roman statuette, and the so-called Brighton, quote, toad in the hole, unquote. Um, toad in the hole? Toad in the hole. Can I get some more information? information or nope. a photo? No, or we cannot. Anything? Okay. The archaeological conmen schemes have become a cautionary tale in the world of archaeology, as paleontologist Isabel de Groot, who performed her own analysis of the Piltdown Man in 2009, put it, Piltdown Man sets a good example of the need for us to take a step back and look at the evidence for what it is and not for whether it conforms to our preconceived ideas. Mm. Unquote. I mean, yeah, that's just like yeah. the scientific process. To, like take a minute it's a scientific see, method see if it makes sense <laughs> okay well again in his lifetime he did it he was successful he did it and um way to go congrats okay the last person on our list we are all familiar with 
Is it Anna Dalby? Anna Sorokin. I'm gonna wire you the money. I'll wire you the money. The con artist who pretended to be a European heiress. I just feel like she's overdone. Like, you know, we have her, like, Netflix special, like, thing. Like, it's just, like, I don't care about her anymore because we all know her. But for those who maybe no, didn't like, watch no, I'm, that, I'm, gonna re- we're going to recap, yeah, yeah. obviously. But I'm just, like, in general, my opinion of her. And this just is, like, like okay, you did it. feeding her ego like crazy. Exactly. Which is what she was all about. Yeah. So. And she's out. Well, I think she's That back series in. was V good, though. So, honestly, I would recommend it to people. I think she's back in Germany. Yeah, she got deported. Yeah. <laughs> because... She didn't listen to the rules when she got out. Yeah. So that's on her. Uh, what do you do when you're a 20 something grifter trying to make it in New York City? For Anna Sorokin, the answer was to create a fake identity as a European heiress, befriend the town's elite, and defraud the banks to build your own business. Sorokin swindled New York City's richest under the assumed identity of Anna Delvey an heiress of a European tycoon who allegedly made a very lucrative empire producing solar panels. So quick cue. I didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know that. And this is like in this day and age where like, why didn't you just Google? Like, why didn't no one fact check this? When did she do? It doesn't. Did it say a year and I'm just not paying attention? I'm pretty sure it was, like, in, like, 20, like, 14, 2015. Okay, she was arrested in 2017. So, she was doing it for, like, a couple years before yeah. that. So, you, you guys have I guess. smartphones. But I, I guess if I'm also rich, like, I don't care. Like, if someone's convincing enough, like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know that they probably think about it the same. I don't know if... Just feel like if you're so high society, you want to make sure you're with high society, and I would fact check that. You're better than a lot of these people, then, because none of them did. Well, I wouldn't get grifted. We just in this about, scenario. Okay, yeah, it's like we just talked about how easy we would fall. Into I this like game. literally, if I meet someone, I'm like instantly trying to find them on social media. Oh, I'm just like, what do you like? Oh, where do I you don't work? Know. I would probably. Fall. I don't look up people at all ever. Um. You'd probably fall for it, though. Even when I've gone, like, on... I would. Even when I've gone on, like, a date with somebody, I don't look them up. Oh. Good for you. I just... I just... Mike, I'm murdered. I'm not... I'm not upset. You are. Um, the headquarters of the young scam artist was Eleven Howard, an upscale boutique hotel in the middle of the ritzy Soho neighborhood. Sorokin flaunted money, she tipped in $100 bills, dined at the city's fanciest restaurants, and splurged on private fitness sessions that cost upwards of $4,500 per session. Oh my god. A night at 11 Howard where Sorokin stayed for months can cost up to $400 a night. As Jessica Pressler at The Cut wrote, the way Anna spent money, it was like she couldn't get rid of it fast enough. Anna Sorokin was able to become fast friends with the city's CEOs, athletes, and movie stars because she cultivated her reputation for years before she even arrived in New York. She managed to be in all sort of the right places, recalled one acquaintance who met the scamming socialite in 2015. Uh, She was wearing really fancy clothing, and someone mentioned that she flew in on a private jet. Sorokin's masterful disguise wasn't difficult to pull off. (laughs) 
Many described her as very sociable, and it seemed like she knew everyone. Her elite circle of friends was her ultimate endorsement, despite her somewhat sketchy background. Everyone is your best friend, and you don't know a thing about anyone, said Tommy Sela, a marketing director who met Sorokin during Paris Fashion Week in 2013. Um, oh, a scene that Sorokin frequented. Okay. Former friends of the globe-trotting scam artist recalled how they would take lavish vacations with her, which they, which they had paid for. <laughs> she would ask them to take care of the hefty tab ranging between, ranging between a few thousand dollars to upwards of 65000 and promised to pay them that back later, but she never did. Mm. Michael Huang, a young socialite and founder of the M. Woods Museum in Beijing, said Sorokin persuade, persuaded him to go with her to Venice Banal, a high-end art exhibit in Italy. She asked him to book the plane tickets and hotel on his card, which set him back a few thousand dollars. He wasn't concerned that she hadn't paid him back until he received an online message from the restaurant where Sorokin had held her birthday extravaganza and failed to pay. Court, why'd that go to him? Yeah, what? Hmm, I don't know. Court documents later revealed that Sorokin forged financial documents claiming a net worth of $71 million in Swiss accounts to the National City, City Bank so that she could secure a loan of $22 million in November 2016. She later submitted the same documents to Fortress Investment Group to secure a separate $25 to $35 million loan. When the banks required her to pay for due diligence... She wired a fraction of the money from other accounts she had under her name, some of them created with bad checks that she has de had deposited. In July 2017, the New York Post reported that Sorokin was kicked out of 11 Howard and moved from one hotel to another without paying her hefty room bills. By October of that year, she was arrested without bail. In April 2019, Anna was found guilty of second-degree grand larceny, theft of services, and one count of first-degree attempted grand larceny. She's reportedly due to be released early for good behavior in February <laughs> 15, 2021, and a limited Netflix series about her unreal gifts. Grift is already in the works, yeah. which you can go watch now. But she worked with Shonda on. She did? Yeah, her and the friend that worked at the 11 howard hotel i'm almost positive oh worked yeah yeah because they were like on set oh yeah like i saw the picture of like that friend i can't remember her name right now. i don't remember her name. and then the actress that played her like in photos on set together and i was like this is so weird that's insane that just seems I like really right stayed friends with her no she's I would just one big liar yeah even if, like, you... I mean, I don't think that friend was negatively affected, it sounded like. Like, she actually was positively affected. Just because, like, she was giving her all that cash. She was just, like, working at the hotel. Oh, yeah. So, I know, like, but... No, no, I agree. Like, even yeah. if you're, like, not negatively affected, your friend's a straight-up liar. Yeah. <laughs> and is ruining other people's lives. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to be associated. I wouldn't want to be friends with a person like that. Yeah. Because if you can easily turn on your other friends that way... In what world are you off limits? Yeah. So that's my just hot take. If you're listening, stop being friends with her. Well, that's our And I don't know your name, so I can't really call you out. Yeah. Started with an N. Shout out Anna Sorkin's friend. Yeah. 
Guys, again, tell us if you have a favorite con man. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Shoot us an email at actingnormalpod at gmail.com. And if you have any feedback or critiques the way that Shelby's mom does, you can follow us on Instagram at actingnormalpod. Bye. Bye.